Ladies and gentlemen, do not adjust your iPods, unless, of course, this is a bit too low for you. It is indeed Geek Speak. We are indeed back. And you're probably wondering why this is episode one of Geek Speak after so many episodes before this one. Well, it's quite simple. This is not the Geek Speak that you knew. In fact, this is pretty much Geek Speak as it's going to be for the foreseeable future and probably even longer than that. This is the Geek Speak Report. Now, what's the difference between Geek Speak and the Geek Speak Report? Well, Geek Speak was an hour long. The Geek Speak Report will probably chime in at no longer than 20 minutes. And what I'm going to do is run down what I used to do pretty much on Geek Speak. Minus the sports, we're going to throw it out to the curb for now. However, I'm going to go through a couple of geek stories. I'm going to give you a YouTube video of the week, and I'm going to give you geek music of the week at the end. And I'm going to give you a little geek commentary as well. It's a brand spanking new version of Geek Speak. And we begin now. Fellow geek brethren, you have come to the right place for all of your gaming, gadgets, technology, anime, video games, comic books, and anything else you can think of. It is Geek Speak. Here at SpeakGeekSpeak.com. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, live from Brooklyn, New York, Ian Levenstein. Alright, it's been a while since I've been able to say this. Hey there, everybody. My name is Ian Levenstein, and welcome to the Geek Speak Report, Episode 1. This is simultaneously released on the Comic Timing feed and the Geek Speak feed. For those of you who completely forgot the Geek Speak is out there, well, guess what? You have a reason to tune into this feed once again. It is indeed the return of Geek Speak. Matthew Guy, you can breathe yourself a sigh of relief. Now, the Geek Speak Report is going to allow me to release GeekSpeak on a more regular basis. Will it be weekly? Doubtful. However, it will probably be at least bi-weekly, so I'll be able to go through a whole bunch of news and all that, and a whole bunch of stuff I found on this internet, this joyous internet that we all live upon, on a regular basis. So, first of all, what's going to happen? Well, it's going to start off with some geek commentary, and Today's geek commentary is my impressions on the Nintendo Wii. And no, I'm not going to do an impression of a Wii Mote. That would be kind of amusing to see me fly through a TV, but that's not the way things are going to go here. The Wii Mote kicks ass. The Wii kicks ass. I'm going to give you my review of that right now. Now, what I have played so far on a Nintendo Wii is pretty limited compared to some other folks out there who pretty much bought every single Wii game they can get their hands on. My girlfriend currently owns Wii Sports and Zelda. Now, I have never played a Zelda game in my life. I'm going to say that right now. I'm one of the minority, I'm sure. However, I very much enjoyed this title. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to enjoy this title. Why? Because it's really damn fun to use a Wiimote for anything. There are some problems with it, however. It's a GameCube game that is tooled for the Nintendo Wii. It's very apparent, especially in the graphics. The graphics are incredibly lacking compared to some of the other Wii titles out there. However... Game mechanics are kind of fun. It's a bit difficult to fish at times, but that gets easy as time goes on. It's very easy to navigate with the nunchuck as long as you have it, if you're one of the lucky ones who actually got a hold of one, considering there was a shortage for a while. But one comes with the system. You should have one, people. 
One came with it. You only need one for Zelda anyway, so that's all well and good with that. The first mission is a giant pain in the butt. It's more of a training mission, but we finally did get through it, and all was well there. I've watched it go on. I very much enjoyed it. What I've had the most experience with so far is Wii Sports, and this is a game that is chock full of goodness. If you have parents that have never played video games before, give them Wii Sports and tell them to play bowling. They will have fun. My dad has not touched a video game since Duck Hunt. And you know what he did about two weeks ago? He got himself the Wiimote in his hand, and he bowled. He had not bowled in ten years. This is the first time he's bowled since then. And now he wants to go out and bowl. That's how much fun this was. And he was able to use his curve like he always does... I end up having a curve here, but it's pretty easy to, you know, change that up if you have to. The tennis is fun. The golf takes a little bit of practice, but I've gotten better at that. I've gotten to about five over par so far. The baseball is terrific. My only problem with it is that I already want more. Now, if I was Nintendo, I would start releasing Wii Sports games as downloads that you can add on to your system on a regular basis. That would make me a happy man here. Like, say, give us pool, maybe. Give us, like, table tennis. Or give us, maybe, say, like, hockey or something like that. I don't know. Just give us something that we do not have at a Wii Sports. Because it feels like I've already played through so much of it already. Mind you, I still want to play it every time. In fact, I'm doing the training, and I've actually created a evil duplicate of myself known as Lee and Yevenstein as well, just to get a second day of training in on a regular basis. It's damn fun. It's entertaining. For those of you out there who want a little bit of exercise in your video game experience, get yourself a Nintendo Wii. I give this at least a 4.5 out of 5. As I play it more, as I play more titles, I'll be able to give you a further review on that. One more review here for you before we go into the geek news. Odama. Odama is a GameCube game that I've been playing on the Nintendo Wii because, well, it can do that. Backwards compatibility is fun. I had never played Odama before, but I had heard interesting things about it. It's basically pinball. If they were to make an Odama for the Wii, it would work perfectly. You use the L and R triggers on a GameCube controller to tilt the board. Well, that could be easily duplicated with the Wii remote. But I digress. Let's go to Odama. Odama is sort of like... Pinball meets war games, if that makes any sense. You have a Odama, which is basically a giant pinball. And you're using these two flippers to pretty much tear apart the enemy lines. And you're using a microphone for this as well, so that you can actually talk to your troops. So when you hold down the X button on the GameCube controller, and you say things like press forward or forward left or forward right or rally, you're telling your troops what to do. When the ball turns green, you can then take enemy troops and convert them over to your side, and you'll be able to complete your missions a lot easier when you do that. It gets much more complicated as the game goes on. The first couple of levels are pretty easy. Once you get to about level 7, I believe there's about 11 altogether, it can be a giant pain in the rump. But it is really complicated, really fun. It's great screaming at the controller and not looking like you're crazy. However, when somebody walks into a room and they don't know that you're actually playing the game, that can be a bit jarring, to say the least. But it's a hell of a lot of fun. So it's probably going to be able to be found in the bargain bins. You just have to have a microphone to use it. 
that is compatible with the GameCube, and you'll have yourself a lot of fun with Odama. And I recommend using that Logitech wireless GameCube controller for it, because you're going to have at least one wire in here, because there is not a wireless microphone. So the microphone wire pretty much acts as the GameCube controller wire. No biggie there. Just move your seat a little closer to the TV, and you'll be fine. I give this a glowing 4 out of 5 here. Definitely fun for anybody who likes pinball and anybody who likes screaming at their GameCube. So there's my geek commentaries. Let's head over to the news. So let's start things off here with something a little bit more well-known than some of the other stuff out there. I just discovered this about four or five days ago. It's called Mugen. And specifically, what have I discovered? I have discovered DC vs. Marvel Mugen Edition. Now, this is a game that's in the progress of being made. However, they have had some new releases that I want to discuss here. They just released a Lobo character, which is 100% released now, and he is fantastic. And this is going with characters such as Plastic Man, Thor, Superman, Wonder Woman, Captain America, Spider-Man, the list goes on and on of characters that they've been releasing for this. They're pretty much making a fan version of the Marvel vs. Capcom type 2D fighting games, and they're making a DC vs. Marvel out of this. The release date is not set. However, as I just said, they're in the progress of getting things done. They just updated the Hal Jordan character, which will hopefully be released sometime soon, and they also have a perfect perfect set of stages here. They have a Gotham City stage that looks great. They got a Catwoman stage. They got a Fortress of Solitude. You name it, they have it. They even have an Oa stage for when they have Hal Jordan in there. So check it out over at dcversusmarvel.scruffydragon.com for any of you folks that are into Mugen. They also have Mugen to download, so you don't even have to go looking for Mugen on the internet. It's all there at the DC vs. Marvel site. For those of you who have been wondering whether or not you should get your component cable for your Nintendo Wii, I highly recommend getting it, and here is why. Not only does a Nintendo Wii's component cable make Nintendo Wii games look better, it makes GameCube games look better too. I found this via Dig, and it's over at bonafidereviews.com. The Nintendo Wii component video game cable accessory works with GameCube games too. A couple days ago, we received our Wii component cable, and it was just in time. Based on what we had read about what the cable does for Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, we didn't want to play the game until the cable arrived. Well, we finally have it, and wanted to share our experiences with you. First of all, if you're only reading this article to find out if you should buy the cable, then stop reading and go buy it. Trust us. To start, we took some comparison shots inside of Link's cabin. They had those shots there. They also took a couple shots of in-game footage of random characters in Zelda, and then they put in Prince of Persia just to see what it does to GameCube games, and it makes the graphics so much cleaner as you can activate your GameCube games in 480p resolution. It works terrific. So go ahead out there and buy yourself those Wii component cables if you have not. Once again, go to bonafidereviews.com for more information. 
Those of you who have watched Mystery Science Theater 3000 in the past have probably heard of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. It's one that they did early on in the career of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Well, guess what? You can now download this movie entirely for free as it is now an open source movie. It has been ranked as one of the worst movies ever made by IMDb.com and it is hilarious to watch because of just how absolutely terrible this movie is. MST3K ripped into it, and you could certainly rip into it with your friends as well. So if you want to get more information on downloading Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, you can do so over at torrentfreak.com slash free dash download dash Santa dash Claus dash Conquers dash the dash Martians. And once again, it will be in the show notes. Talk about a blast from the past. I actually remember this, and I've been trying to think whether or not it was some, like, bizarre dream I had when I was a kid for ages now. But no, it is actually true. TV Squad is reporting that the original Ghostbusters is coming to DVD. Now, what is the original Ghostbusters, you ask? This deserves a little bit of reading here. Folks around my age probably remember the real Ghostbusters. This is from the TV Squad. A cartoon spun off from the movie with the clever hook that they were the actual Ghostbusters, and the guys in the movie were just actors. At the same time, however, after having settled out of court with Columbia Pictures for using the name, Filmation decided to try and cash in on the name by making a cartoon called The Original Ghostbusters, which featured the sons of the original CBS series taking up the business once again. This is a TV series that was on in 1975, called Ghostbusters, which had absolutely nothing to do with the Ghostbusters that most people know. So they released this animated series. I used to watch it when I was a kid. I sort of liked it. It wasn't nearly as good as, you know, the Ghostbusters that we all know and love, but it was decent enough. Well, that original Ghostbusters, Filmation's Ghostbusters, is being released on DVD. The animated series is being released on DVD. The first 32 episodes of it are being released on February 27th, so there we go. I ain't afraid of no ghost, and I'm not afraid of something that has the same name as I ain't afraid of no ghost either. Anybody out there who's looking to buy themselves a PS3, you better pay careful attention to eBay because you might get yourself one hell of a deal. An eBay auction just ended a little while back where a Sony PlayStation 3 with a 20 gigabyte premium system went for $2.00. And 25 cents. This is what happens when you don't watch your auctions, folks. Chances are you should probably set a bottom bid to your PlayStation 3, or else stuff like this can happen. At least he got $49 in shipping. So about 50 bucks for a PlayStation 3. You know, that's not too shabby. Um, that's what PlayStation 1 goes for these days. That's not a good thing at all. <laughs> Those of you who are fans of Peanuts, well, I've got some interesting pictures for you to check out. Head on over to statueforum.com. You can find yourself some Peanuts meets Marvel pictures, which are absolutely adorable. They've got some pictures of the Fantastic Four as Peanuts. they got random Thor and stuff like that. Uh, Some Spider-Man as well. Really, really pretty pictures. So if you like pictures and you like the Peanuts and you like Marvel Comics, head on over to statueforum.com. I'll have the full link in the show notes. (laughs) 
If you're a fan of Stephen Colbert, well, you certainly are happy now. At Canada.com, there is news that Stephen Colbert's truthiness has been pronounced as the word of the year by Merriam-Webster Dictionary for 2006. Stephen Colbert rears his head yet again, and this time it's Merriam-Webster that's actually recognizing it. So I tip my hat to you, Stephen Colbert, and all you truthiness fans out there, thanks for being fans of truthiness. Well, there you go. There's the geek news. Now let's head over to some YouTube, shall we? It's geek YouTube video time here, and I'm actually going to be doing something sort of interesting here. I've done it a couple times in the show before. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play the audio to a YouTube video, and I'm going to link to this YouTube video in the show notes. Don't worry. If you want to watch the video, you can certainly do so. What I'm going to be playing for you today is a video that was done. It's a fan film about Power Girl called I'm Power Girl Damn It, which is actually loosely based on a DC Comics story arc from Birds of Prey. The director is Blinky500, and it's provided by Blinky TV. So I'm going to play that for you right now, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And when we are done with this, well, then it's time to play some good old-fashioned geek music. Yeehaw! That was bad. Had enough? You cannot beat me. Me Superman, booby girl. Me destroy you. All right, can we please can it on the booby girl? It's Power Girl, okay? Power Girl. Come on now, say it with me. Hello? Hey, Karen, it's Oracle. Can you talk for a minute or are you busy? Yeah, I can talk. What's up, Beth? Not much. Ted and I have been talking a lot lately and he's been asking about you again. Please, you tell Bug Boy that if he wants to talk, he should just call me. Now you make Superman angry. Now you pay. Superman phone. Man? Phone no phone. Me get you now, booby girl. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm just saying I don't have time for a relationship. No. No. Oh, God, no. We have nothing in common. Oh. Oh, and uh, you should talk. I'm not the one who cyber-did it with him. Of course I know about that, honey. Everybody knows about that. Oh, God. Oh, hang on a second. What is it? It's just bizarro. Hang on a second. What?! Get out the damn phone! Me trying to fight you! Oh. You're so cute. 
what am I missing? Oh, it's just Bizarro. He wants my attention. He's just a little big puppy, you know. Always looking for affection. Anyway, so you were saying? Well, basically, the reason I'm calling is this. Helena Dean and I want to know if you would like to rejoin the Birds of Prey. No. What do you mean, no? Listen, Oracle, I appreciate the playful beetle banter, but I am not rejoining the team. Huntress has been a real bitch to me lately, and I don't need that kind of crap when I'm trying to work. Look, I know Helena at times can be difficult, but we have a really good thing going here. Dina really admires you, and we can always use the extra advantage. What, so I'm leveraged now? No, I'm just saying you would be a really big help. No more Superman! Me Superman! Me hero! Me have no time for your mean game! Okay, okay. No talk! You shut up! You shut up, booby girl! And you give back Superman his cape! Now! For the last time, I'm not booby girl! I'm power girl, damn it! My cape! Give him back! Alright, one last thing to do here, and that, of course, is geek music. Now, I'm going to do something sort of interesting here. As opposed to playing a random piece of Podsafe music, I'm going to play a random piece of Podsafe music that is geek-related. And today, I came across something while searching the music.podshow.com site, and it's a little song called If I Could Be a Geek by Rick Seberg. And I'm going to play that for you right now. So here we go. Rick Seberg with If I Could Be a Geek, live here on the Geek Speak Report. Tight sweaters and blue jeans. That's what Debbie wore. I remember her clothes piled up in the middle of the floor But that was back in high school when I had a great physique Oh, I don't know what happened 
So there's a little taste of what you will find here in the future on Geekspeak. So I hope you guys very much enjoy the truncated edition of Geekspeak. It will be out on a regular basis. And I want to thank one guy in particular for sort of getting on my ass to get this thing out because I'm sort of glad that I've decided on doing this. So Matthew Guy, thank you for sticking with the show and thank you for reminding me about this thing because, well, the last one that I recorded, I might release eventually, but it's way out of date with the times now as that one was talking about, you know, the Wii still about to come out and PS3 stuff that's not even valid anymore and so on and so forth. So this is just going to be something I do 
every couple of weeks for a little quick rundown of the Geek Speak Report. So this is Geek Speak Report Episode 1, and it's over and done with here. The email address for Geek Speak is speakgeekspeak at gmail.com. That's S-P-E-A-K, G-E-A-K, S-P-E-A-K at gmail.com. If you want to talk geek with me, Ian Levinson, you can do so over at the Comic Geek Speak forums. That's cgspodcast.com slash forum, and look for the Comic Timing forum. There on the Comic Timing forum... There's a thread specifically for GeekSpeak, so go ahead and talk about GeekSpeak over there. The old forums are pretty much dead and run by spammers right now, so let them have their fun and don't check that out. Just go ahead over to cgspodcast.com slash forum for all of your GeekSpeak forum needs. Please vote for us on Podcast Alley. The links will be in the show notes and on the main page. And once again, music is provided by the Podshow Podsafe Network over at music.podshow.com. So I want to thank the guys over at music.podshow.com for that. And I want to thank Automata Gucci for the use of his music. You can find his stuff all at myspace.com slash Gucci. So thanks a lot, Automata Gucci, for the assist. And the opening and closing theme to Geekspeak is provided by ocremix.org. Specifically, it's provided by Deluxe, Jeffrey Tosser, Pixie Tricks, Shonen Samurai, and Zircon, who have created this lovely melody that I play at the end and the beginning of Geekspeak episodes. So here we go, the Geekspeak Report, episode one, over and done here. It's a brand new beginning for Geekspeak, and I hope that you listen to it here on the Comic Timing feed and on the Geekspeak feed. Eventually, I will take it off the Comic Timing feed and make it specifically Geekspeak, but I want to let everybody know that it's back out there. So... For myself and for all the fans out there that have stuck with me, I'm Ian Lovesty reminding everyone to have a great week, enjoy your geek, and I'll see you next time here on the Geek Speak Report.